Hello. Welcome to the Being Mindful of Me podcast. I'm Ebony. I'm so glad that you decided to hit play or tune in to listen. I don't know if you heard about this through word of mouth or if you just happened to randomly find this somewhere, but I want to say welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Um, so this podcast, the kind of main focus of this podcast is self-care. Um, that term self-care is kind of a hot word or buzzword right now. You hear self-care Sundays and self-care Saturdays. Um, it's not anything that's new in terms of the practice of self-care, but in terms of kind of the notoriety, it's something that has kind of gained popularity probably over the past year or so. For me, I have had or am on a personal journey myself, and so that's kind of what led me to do this podcast was to share my journey, to invite you to join me, and hope that you will start a journey yourself. Um, so since for some of you, you don't know who I am, I thought it would be important for me to kind of talk to you about my journey and what brought me to this microphone in the studio today and wanting to share with you. So when I took time to think back on how long I've been on this journey or to try to pinpoint when this started, I can say childhood. I don't remember uh, a particular event that may have prompted this, but just remember feeling or noticing something about myself when I was, or since I was a young girl. And kind of that pivotal thing for me was that some days I would wake up blue, as I like to say, or term it, or in a bad mood for no known reason. Um, as soon as I would awaken, I knew and recognized the mood and would say to myself, you know, obviously today is one of those days that I'm just going to have to get through. Sometimes I would be blue for only a day. Um, sometimes I would be blue for multiple days. And then it would just go away. Like nothing in particular would cause it to go away. It would just go away. Um, so since I could recognize it and, and didn't hinder me from doing daily tasks, it was never a major concern for me. It was manageable in my mind. Um, I was a very involved child in high school. I played sports. I participated in social and student government. I sat on a few teen boards and panels in my community, and I was a very, very social child. Um, again, my mood those days when I woke up blue didn't hinder me from doing any of those things. Now, my parents, on the other hand, were probably exhausted from having to transport me and my brother to all of our activities, in addition to them working full-time jobs themselves, especially my mom. Um, but for me, again, it was just kind of who I was. I was very active, and on some days, I woke up blue. When I noticed my depression would appear more frequently, it was when I was a junior in college. Um, and after I graduated, I was able to kind of take some time to think about it and pinpoint to, you know, what exactly kind of prompted the frequency to increase. And uh, it was the death of my maternal grandmother. She was the first grandparent that I lost. And I didn't realize how emotionally devastated I was um, because I didn't outwardly grieve as we commonly associate with death. I didn't take, you know, what people would call decoupling time to just sit still and process and, and be in my feelings, which is very healthy. Um, interestingly enough, I also think that this is about the same time that I can pinpoint my first recollection of practicing self-care. Um, now, the practice of self-care at this time wasn't necessarily productive since the way that I practiced self-care was having me time. And that me time was when I would not go to class. And there were some times where I would not go to class for a few days. Um, again, just like in high school, though, I was very busy in college. I played a sport. I played a sorority. 
um, I travel quite a bit thanks to those good old U.S. Airways e-savers from back in the day, you know, where they would have like the $89 round trip tickets. I did quite a bit of traveling. I was in a relationship. Um, I did graduate in four years. Um, But again, the way that I practiced self-care back then was just taking time for myself during the time when I was supposed to be in class. So not necessarily a great practice or way to um, incorporate self-care at the time. You know, it might be just me sitting in my dorm room or my apartment with the radio on for background noise, and I would just kind of sit there. didn't have anything in particular planned. Um, But me time was very important for me. For almost 15 years after I graduated, just like in high school and college, I stay, I'm still a very busy person. I maintain a very busy and active life. Um, I'm a part of different organizations and groups. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a friend. I work full time. Um, But one of the things that I noticed was that I was constantly tired and I was overbooked. I mean, I would book myself and double book myself to the point where I needed a clone and would have paid good money if I could have afforded one, if they existed. Um, And throughout all that, again, I would notice that there were some mornings when I would wake up feeling blue. And just like I had in the past, you know, I had to kind of push through them. I, You know, unlike in college, I couldn't just decide not to go to work on certain days. I had meetings and appointments. On the weekends, you know, when my child had, had activities, I couldn't decide just to stay in bed. He had things that, you know... We had committed him to things that he was looking forward to. Um, and so I realized, though, that I needed to be more intentional about making time for myself and not overbooking myself. Um, I re- remember that there was a time where I was like, you know what, I've not gone on vacation in a while. And it's something I want to do. But then when I looked at my calendar, I was scheduled to the point where I could not fit a vacation or just some time for myself to do nothing in um, for about a month and a half. But I said that I was going to prioritize me. And so that's exactly what I did. Just like I scheduled everything else in my life, I decided to designate one weekend a month as travel time. Now, it wasn't anything elaborate uh, or anything expensive. For example, there was one staycation that I did where I booked a hotel room that was literally half a tire rotation outside of my city. Um, Again, it was to be outside of my city for at least one night out of the month. Other times, you know, I was intentional about visiting friends from college that lived in other states. I attended concerts in other cities. I made sure to prioritize me just the same that I had prioritized every other thing in my life. Um, One of the other things that, you know, I noticed that I was kind of lacking or that I would have liked in my life was pampering, massages. Now, I wasn't and I'm not one of those um, people who have standing hair appointments. I've done my hair since I was in college. Um, So I didn't regularly go somewhere to be pampered, you know, from a grooming aspect. Um, The other thing that I kind of dealt with, as a lot of parents deal with, is guilt, you know, prioritizing ourselves over our children. And that in itself, you know, that parental guilt is a whole nother topic of conversation for another podcast that we might explore. Um, But, you know, when it came time to me deciding, hey, you know what, I'm going to book an appointment to get a massage, I would often not pull the trigger because... I was thinking, well, my child has, you know, the school year's coming up, so we're going to need new clothes. Or, you know, hey, I'm sure he wouldn't mind having another pair of shoes. Or, um, hey, let's go do this activity. He likes the circus. I'll buy tickets for us to go do that. I did not prioritize myself, and I allowed myself to guilt myself out of doing things for me. 
So to kind of speed this story up, um, one of the things that I was very intentional about this year was self-care. You know, it it has taken a while. I'm 41 years old, and it's taken a while for me to realize that self-care is not being selfish. It is actually self-nurturing, self-preserving, and soul-saving. And in kind of sharing with some of my other friends about, you know, my need for prioritizing self-care, you know, we came to realize that that is something that a lot of people lack, that we don't prioritize ourselves enough. Um, Actually, a group of girlfriends and I, we have kind of been on a self-care journey together over the past few months. We do a variety of activities all designed to pamper and nurture our innermost selves. Um, One of the kind of great things in addition to the activities that we do is, um, you know, having that fellowship with each other. Um, We have a constant sense of community, which is priceless. And we also serve as accountability partners for one another when we kind of forget to prioritize ourselves. We have to be reminded that we're worthy and that we're deserving, that we need these things to become the best that we can be for ourselves as well as for the people in the world in which we live and are with. Um, And so all of that kind of brings me to right now, this moment, me sitting in this studio on this microphone um, doing this podcast as a way to kind of share my journey um, from the past as well as my current um, and ongoing journey. I do hope that this podcast is interactive in that, um, you know, I invite you to, you know, share some of your comments and thoughts via email. Um, You know, would love if you have some topic ideas that you would like to discuss. I do plan on bringing in guests, some people that I have kind of reached out to or have gone to here in my local community as a source of self-care providers. Um, I'll definitely be talking some about some of the activities that I've done that me and some of my girlfriends talk about, but all in a way just to kind of really open your eyes to the importance of self-care and that, you know, it's not necessarily an overwhelming task to do. You know, you don't have to, and it doesn't require spending a whole day or weekend at the spa. And don't get me wrong, I would love to do that. Um, But just realistically speaking, we don't all have that time and we don't all necessarily have the financial resources to do that. If anybody out there is listening and you want to send me, you know, a day or weekend at the spa, by all means, I'll be sharing my email. Feel free to send me a e-gift card and I'll gladly take you up on that offer. But again, the biggest thing for me in incorporating self-care and being intentional about it is that I want to get to a place where it, a place in, in my life where it's habitual and not something that I'm simply checking off my to-do list. And that's something that I hope you'll do as well, just remembering, again, the importance of self-care. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I want to discuss is what self-care means to you. It's, it's different, and it means different things to other people. Um, I, there's a quote that I have used a lot of times when I'm having disagreements with people um, or when I, you know, um, am pointing out how people spend and prioritize their time and again it's their time to prioritize but I think it's a very kind of powerful quote as we talk about or in relationship to self-care and the quote goes people make time for the things and people that are important to them my question to you is are you important to you think about that and hopefully that will be your driving force in prioritizing self-care You know, are you thinking about what you can do for yourself and then saying, you know what? But then I can do this, this, and this, and this, and that for somebody else. And not that it's not necessary and not needed and that somebody can't benefit, but you are worthy and deserving of 
that time and that energy and that effort for yourself every now and then. Making sure that you value yourself. So since this is the first podcast, um, and it's going to kind of be short and sweet since this is the introductory one, I wanted to share some of kind of two of my favorite self-care tools, things that maybe you can put into place as soon as you finish listening to this podcast or starting tomorrow um, that I feel are one in particular everybody I think uses and has access to. It's just a matter of how you use it. Um, and the other is a tool that was recently introduced to me from or by a friend that I have recently shared with a group of, of people. Um, so the first thing is music, um, listening to music in particular for me. You know, as I mentioned earlier, when I would spend the me time in my dorm room when I wasn't going to class, I would have the radio on for background noise. I often, because one, I also wasn't having to pay an electric bill. I would leave my radio on so that when I came back to my room, I was welcomed by the sound of music. Music is very, very soothing and nurturing for me and has provided a lot for me. Um, Unless you've been under a rock, I'm sure you're familiar with Missy Elliott. She has a song, or there's actually a lyric in one of her songs, Music Makes Me Lose Control, and that perfectly describes my relationship and love for music. Um, there is music that is perfect for every mood that I experience. Now, side note before I go any further, I wanted to give you a heads up that you will often hear me mention Stevie Wonder as I think he is perfection when it comes to music and culture. So just get used to hearing it. And there's nothing that you will be able to say to me to make me feel otherwise about Stevie. So save your, your, your typing and your post on social media, don't bother. It will be deleted. It will be ignored. You can't say anything to me about Stevie. That's going to make me change my mind about how great he is. Um, I can actually do a whole podcast about Stevie Wonder, which I might also do that in the future. But, you know, how he and his music help provide self-care for my soul. Um, one of the, the ways that I utilize Stevie and music, um, in my car I have uh, his four-disc box set, A Turn, um, at the turn of the century, which came out years ago, like over 10 years ago, it was actually something that I asked for as a Christmas gift from my, at the time, fiance, now husband. Um, and if I'm having a bad day or, if, you know, I just want some mood to just uplift my soul and I just want to sing and have not a care in the world, you know, I simply go to my char- my discharge or I select a disc and push play. And there are certain songs that I go to, depending on my mood, um, but I'm able to literally lose myself in the lyrics and the imagery that his songs and his music um, conjure for me. And so I invite you to think about, you know, ways that you can lose yourself, reconnect with yourself through music. You know, I think one thing that probably everybody has done is, you know, before you're getting ready to go out or go somewhere, you listen to music while you're getting dressed. And you get so into the music and the song that's playing that you find yourselves, you find yourself dancing. Maybe dancing so much to the point where you have to take another shower because you are now sweating. Or you've lost track of time because your song came on and you hit repeat. And you were singing word for word and rapping, you know, line for line and bar for bar with the song. And now you're late because you have completely lost track of time. Um, so I invite you to, to think about music in that way in terms of how it can help you even to kind of um, focus your mood. If you're having a bad mood and you know that you have this one song that just really uplifts your spirit, 
keep that kind of in your back pocket and on, as we would say, speed dial and at the ready so that when you're having one of those days or if you're blue, sometimes like I can be, that you have this go-to song that can get you through the day. Some music. The second thing is meditation. And there's something that was introduced to me by a friend recently that I have come to utilize and incorporate, not necessarily on a daily basis, but a few times a week and something that I plan and hope to incorporate every single morning when I wake up. Um, And I have to say, you know, in terms of meditation, I first tried meditating a little over 10 years ago and it was, I self led myself through meditation. And to say it was a struggle doesn't begin to describe how bad it was. I struggled and felt miserably because I couldn't focus. You know, I couldn't kind of rein my brain or rein my thoughts in. And my mind ran wild with, you know, thoughts of everything else that I should be doing or had to do except focusing on me and being in that moment. I later tried a guided meditation session with a group of girlfriends, and the instructor helped to assure us, and we all started, that, you know, everybody has what he called, and they often refer to as monkey brain, and it's something that's common to where you just can't get your mind to slow down, you can't focus. A lot of times we really have a, an issue with that, and we're trying to go to sleep, and, you know, as we're laying there in the darkness or when it's quiet, externally, internally, our mind is going a thousand miles a second and we just can't turn it off and that's why we struggle to go to sleep so you hear people talk about doing meditation taking deep breaths things to help you kind of slow your mind down and to focus and to be still um, and that guided meditation session with my girlfriends was very helpful I've since done a few other guided meditation sessions there's one through that my employer actually offers weekly and it's done via Skype where people throughout our organization can dial in and participate um, once a week. And that's been helpful, especially when you're having a bad day and you have the time to just take a break in the middle of the day and be still and be in your thoughts. And having the guided meditation makes you focus on something, but is taking you to a place of stillness and to help you to kind of get all those other thoughts out of your mind. There is a gentleman, I live in Charlotte, um, who is here, and I've done a few guided meditation sessions with him. And If you have the opportunity to do so, I strongly recommend that you schedule a session, a guided meditation session with John Love. Now, John is an amazing, amazing artist. If you look him up, you'll find a lot of great things about John as an artist. He is also wonderful with guiding you through meditation sessions. So if you have the ability to do so, please take advantage of that. Um, and I mentioned a friend of mine recently kind of introduced me to something as it relates to meditation. And it's actually an app called the Insight Timer. This app literally brings meditation to the tips of your fingers. Um, there's a variety of topics, you know, focusing on stress relief, creativity, relationships, mindfulness, stillness, etc. There is a, There are a variety of topics that you can um, select. And like social media, you can also have friends and see what, you know, other what meditation sessions your friends are enjoying. And you can share the sessions that you've done and you can rate them as to whether or not, you know, you like them, if they were helpful. You can provide commentary or they have a five star rating system as well. Um, but the great thing about the friends is that it's a global community. And so when I tune in and when I'm opening up the app to do a session, 
in the morning, I'm able to see, you know, around literally around the world where people are also at that same moment dialing in or, or um, selecting an app and they are practicing meditation at that same time. The other great thing about this app, and in addition to being able to select an area of focus, you can also select the time frame. You know, everybody doesn't have a lot of time to sit and be still. You will hear a lot of successful people say that they start their day with meditation before their feet hit the floor, before they turn the lights on, before they, you know, pick up their cell phone or turn a TV on. They spend time meditating. Some people meditate for five, ten minutes. Some meditate for an hour. They schedule their day so that they can fit that in. With this app, you're able to choose sessions that range from under five minutes to over an hour. Again, it's very flexible, and it kind of meets you where you are based on your needs. So I strongly encourage you to to look into that app. It's a free app. Again, it is called Insight Timer. So those are two of my current favorite things that I'm doing for self-care. One is definitely a constant. When I'm in the car, I always have music going. And a lot of that is to help me with my mood, to help distract me kind of from things that are going on, you know, throughout my day and just kind of a way to escape with myself. Again, the meditation app helps to guide me um, in my thoughts. I have selected, you know, there's there's a session that I do in the morning called Rise and Shine. I am following different, um, I don't know what they're called. They're called meditation guides, the people that actually do the meditations, the voice that you hear. Um, And I plan to hopefully make a a, a playlist or create a list of some of my favorites, and I'll share those with you um, in a future podcast. So, again, this is called the Being Mindful of Me podcast. I hope that you will get a lot out of this just like I will in sharing. And I I think that sharing also is very therapeutic. You know, in my moments where I wake up blue for the longest, that was something that I was kind of self-conscious about. Um, I didn't share that with anybody until I, you know, became an adult, that there are times and days when I wake up and just feel blah, and I just knew that was that day. And in sharing with other people, you know, I, I came to realize that I'm not the only one and vice versa. The person with whom I was speaking when they would hear me say it, they're like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't just me. So for me, that's also the reason why I wanted to utilize this platform of a podcast to um, do a little more outreach as well as broader um, receiving of information and experiences and things that maybe you found helpful that I can maybe try. So I encourage you to reach out to me via email at beingmindfulofme at gmail.com. Again, that's beingmindfulofme at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts about this podcast if you liked it. Hey, Ebony, you talk too loud. You're boring. You're putting me to sleep. I would like for you to touch upon a little more upon, you know, this fact. Just let me know, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. I'm open for feedback. I'm open for ideas. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I do plan to bring on guests Um, And I'm looking forward to that because I like learning and hearing from others, especially people that I reach out to that I feel um, are able to provide a lot in the way of me being more mindful of myself and and nurturing myself and and my soul and my spirit. So, again, I will remind you. Oh, you heard that. My voice cracked. (laughs) Um, I'll remind you of that quote. And I, I want you to maybe kind of think about this every single day and challenge yourself. And if the answer that you give yourself is not one that makes you feel good, 
what can and what will you do to change the response or the answer that you're able to give? People make time for the things and people that are important to them. Are you important to you?